0: Super to have you back aboard the show All About the South. Super that you could take time out of your hectic schedule to listen to the show that's all about the South. Super, super, super because it's also Super Bowl weekend. And we've got a Super Bowl size y'all show to close out the week. I'm John Rawl. I'll be with you the next two hours. We've got so much great stuff coming your way. Let me tell you, first of all, thank you for tuning in great radio stations across the south as well as all of you who catch us via podcast form or at our website y'all.com well today on the show we've got headlines that we'll do as we scan the southeast in fact later in the headlines i've got something fun coming of all places from uhaul.com as they've just put out the uhaul list of the top growth states Now, this is based on U-Haul and U-Haul alone. It's not coming from the Census Bureau. And I've got the list from U-Haul of the top growth states, I guess, where they have a lot of U-Hauls going back into and back and from. And then we also have, courtesy of U-Haul.com, the specific cities, the top 25 growth cities that we have right now and there's a big southern emphasis oh lord people are moving to the south y'all what are we going to do about it well if it's uh people from here in the south moving amongst talk amongst yourself move amongst yourselves then that's just fine but the south is booming and this is the show that's booming as well and we'll have all that information coming your way plus speaking of the super bowl how about this a florida hospital is dressing its newborns in super bowl gear here this week and i'll let you know about that as we move along in the headlines Then we'll have a little college sports update for you midway through the hour what's going on in college basketball in fact We got the latest projections of the teams that are on the bubble that might be able to punch their March Madness ticket here in about six weeks. So all that is coming up, plus a look at some football notes and news, all that in our College Sports Spotlight. In just a few minutes, then at the end of this hour, it's the return of I-C-Y-M-I, in case y'all missed it. And we're going to rewind, speaking of the Super Bowl, back to Tuesday when our good friend, the barbecue barrister Matt Heermans was on. And we're going to get a little bit more information about what he's got planned here for Sunday, for the tailgate, for the food and all. And pimento is on his mind. And we're going to find out what kind of concoction he's going to be making with pimento cheese when we have a rewind back to Tuesday when Matt Hermans was our special guest, and all that's coming up here in ICYMI later this hour. When we kick off the second half of the Y'all Show Super Bowl edition, speaking of the big game Sunday evening in Miami Gardens, we are going to put the spotlight on the game in a musical way. And there's a fellow that you may not know the name, you may not know his face, but you know his work. Even if you don't follow football, if you've tuned in any kind of special show or video game or movie, chances are this guy's one of the top two or three composers in all of the land these days. And he's a fairly young guy. He's actually one of them darn Pennsylvania Quakers. We won't hold that against him because he's got some great music. But he's the guy that wrote the Lombardi Trophy presentation theme. If you've ever seen that thing, it's just absolutely awesome. It's what they play when a team actually wins the Lombardi Trophy. They they win the game and then they march that trophy across the field to a stage and all the players kiss that trophy as it goes past them and all the while the lombardi trophy super bowl theme is playing over the loudspeakers of said super bowl stadium this week it'll be at miami gardens at the hard rock stadium there and i I don't know about you if you are even a casual nfl fan that's just an awesome song it makes you just get so excited and you're so happy for the team and that emotion that those grown men have after being able to win such a hard-fought game and go through a hard-fought season and to see them act like kids when that trophy marches past them and they get to put their hands on it for the first time and the song that's part of that the Lombardi Trophy Super Bowl theme we're going to play that and we're going to have a special shout out to the composer David Robidoux and i'll tell you more about Robido and some of the other work that he's done as part of our friday free for y'all where we mix in david lee murphy's party crowd with other timely and things that are appropriate and why not here on super bowl weekend to hear that great song and tell you more about it that's coming up at the start of hour two then we'll have hashtag hullabaloo and on today's hashtag hullabaloo we're gonna step up the culture on today's program we're going to start off here on hashtag hullabaloo believe it or not talking flowers as there's a watch right now going on across the southland as who's going to be the first to spot a blooming flower or tree i know we're heading into february this weekend i think it's still a little early for most of dixie to see any kind of blooming life going on the only blooming you might see is if you go to a local outback steakhouse and get you a blooming onion but we're not very far oftentimes i play a game where i just can't wait to see that first blooming tree of the spring and oftentimes it's in the month of february early march when i see that and it's uh, it puts a smile on my face every time i'm gonna tell you about some of the trees that you're likely to see blooming before others and all that is coming up in hashtag so we'll go from flower and blooming trees to talking about Puerto Rico-inspired soul food. We'll have that discussion as there's a really awesome group out of the Raleigh, North Carolina area that really promotes Puerto Rican slash Southern food, the infusion of the two. And we'll tell you about some of the great dishes that combine the two cultures, all that. And then we're going to go from talking about flowers and trees to Puerto Rican food to art. As an art gallery in upstate South Carolina is out promoting two great Southern artists who right now are still with us and they're in their late eighties. And I'm going to tell you about these two Leo twigs and Philip Morseberger. Those two artists will be spotlighted as part of our hashtag HuddleBaloo in hour two. Then we'll close it all out with a look at the movies that are in theaters this weekend and some golf and tennis news. Actually, a change on the LPGA schedule to announce because of the coronavirus that's taking place in China. They've had to adjust their schedule. We'll let you know about that, what's going on on the PGA Tour. The most fun tournament of the year, perhaps, is going on this weekend out in the Phoenix area. And then we'll also let you know what's going on in the Australian Open. A little bit of an upset on Thursday that we'll tell you about. All that's coming up here on Y'all. Again, our number, if you want to connect to us, we welcome your feedback, 803 803- Eight one six eleven seventy. It's just the easiest thing in the world for you to reach out to us and, and connect to us. And, and we want to hear from you on this, the show that truly is the South's show. Okay, starting out today on the Y'all Show, looking at what's going on in the Southeast. And as we start out, we'll take a look at some good news. If you want to live a long, healthy life, believe it or not, the last few years, the expectancy rate of americans has been dropping but for the first time in four years the increase is going up just only a month but it marks at least a temporary halt to a downward trend of the overall life expectancy the rise is due to lower death rates for cancer and drug overdoses that's great news as the report came out thursday from the centers for disease control and prevention and the latest calculation is for 2018 and factors and current death trends and other issues, on average, an infant born... That year, in 2018, is expected to live about 78 years and eight months, according to the CDC. So 78 is the life expectancy of those born now. Now, if you were born prior to 2018, and chances are, if you're listening to me right now, that includes you, there's a great chance your life expectancy could be a little less. But let's all live to the great great age of 100 at least, if we can help it, and keep on trucking and spread the good southern news while we're at. Democratic attorney generals across the southeast and across the nation are suing to force the country to ratify the Equal Rights Amendment. Now, this is a little bit of a story because we recently told you in Richmond, Virginia, the government there just passed the latest it became the latest state to ratify the Equal Rights Amendment. An amendment that made in I think it was in the early 70s, it was shot down after it didn't get enough states to ratify it at the time, as it did have bipartisan support when Congress passed it back in 72. Unfortunately, there was some ruling that said, well, after a certain amount of time and not enough states signing on to the ERA, it became null and void, and I know people are challenging that. The Attorney General of Virginia, Mark Herring, is partnering with other attorney generals around the country, and they're trying to get this thing passed along and make this ERA, Equal Rights Amendment, the law of the land and become the latest amendment to the U.S. Constitution. This argue this lawsuit argues that American law does not give the archivists the power to decide whether to certify an amendment and we'll find out more as it's going to going to go through the court system here but yes if indeed this passes this will be the newest amendment something that originally went before and was passed in the early 70s and it's going to help if it were to become law equalize male and females i guess with pay and other areas i think a lot of these issues from the 70s have been solved But I'm sure those of you who don't feel that way are in disagreement. But right now, attorney generals from across the country, the Democratic ones at least, looking to team up and sue the government to ratify the Equal Rights Amendment. A new APNORC poll says that the Republicans are more fired up for 2020 As Democrats are anxious. Now, this comes here, this news on this day where you expect in Washington, D.C., if it hasn't happened already, them to vote the senators, at least in the impeachment inquiry to the trial that's been going on now to vote whether to add additional witnesses. And even before today's over slash Saturday, they're actually may be able to get this thing finished and vote and let the president off be acquitted of the impeachment charge. But this new poll by the Associated Press and the NORC Center for Public Affairs Research looks ahead to the high stakes election coming in November. And it says that Republicans are excited and Democrats are nervous. And if indeed President Trump is let go, acquitted, whatever word you want to say it, I would expect his poll numbers to go up and he will have now another victory at least that he can claim the victory would be the latest that he was able to get past this impeachment hoax as he calls it. He also got past the Mueller report. Let's not kid ourselves. That was a a major cloud hanging over this administration and perhaps he was guilty on both accounts. Maybe the Mueller report should have given the legislators more evidence and they could have gone forward. That didn't happen. And if indeed as expected, he is acquitted here in this impeachment trial president trump he's going to take the high road and he's going to say look they tried to get me they tried to get me twice and i'm still here and i'm going to be doing great things and frankly one of the greatest cheerleaders of president trump he was just in washington this week benjamin netanyahu and i know a lot of what he said and what happened with the middle east plan that was unveiled at the white house this week was sort of lost in the shuffle of the impeachment mess and the kobe bryant tragedy But if you go back and find any of the interviews that Netanyahu gave, he says that Donald Trump is the greatest thing to ever happen to Israel and the greatest president for sure. And he just can't say enough great things about President Trump. And you know that for some of the Democrats, especially the Jewish Democrats who have a pretty good grip on that party, when you look at all the leaders that are Jewish and all of the influential people that support the Democratic Party, a lot of them are Jewish. And you just have to think, this puts them in a real bad position. Now, of course, Netanyahu's got his own problems in the state of Israel, but I, I just know that if, if, if you're a liberal and certainly if you're Jewish, it has to make you wonder what's going on here when the motherland, if you want to call that Israel for, for Jews at least, he's out here saying these most incredible kind words and just flattering compliment after compliment to president trump and he he didn't really have to do it because some of the stuff i saw him do was away from donald trump he's just a big fan now of course netanyahu and trump they've had a relationship prior to trump even being president and jared kushner the son-in-law of the president also has had a relationship with netanyahu through the years and again, Netanyahu's got his own problems. He just got indicted back in Israel this week for some corruption stuff. Don't know if he's going to be able to survive that. Don't gonna. We don't know whether he's going to survive his challenger, Benny. I, I forgot Benny's last name, but he's going to be having another election in fact president trump even made mention of that that it's the longest election in the history of the world what happens in israel if you thought politics in this country was messed up perhaps israel might be even more so but again as we said here on the life expectancy thing and now with the president if you're a president trump fan hey you might be able to live longer and heck president trump's tenure in office might be longer than you expect how voter feels about the 2020 presidential campaign this poll that just came out shows that Democrats are more likely than Republicans to be anxious and if you look at the numbers Democrats interested in this race seventy nine percent compared to eighty two percent of Republicans those are who are anxious Democrats polling at sixty six are anxious forty six if they said they were a Republican. If they're frustrated, Democrats at 62, Republicans at 42, and excited about the election, Democrats at 33, Republicans at 43. Again, this is a poll put out by the Associated Press, certainly a rather neutral organization, and that could bode for the future, especially if President Trump, again, escapes the impeachment noose and is able to hang on to the powers of government in Washington, D.C., an update to a story that we told you about several weeks back a woman went missing in the birmingham area from a bar and sent a text message to a friend saying that she was she was alarmed or whatever later her body she was found dead and it's now been ruled that 29 year old peyton houston died of morphine and methamphetamine and toxicity there in jefferson county the coroner ruled that and it's now being classified as a drug opioid death. Now, there was footage of her leaving this restaurant bar in Birmingham with two strange men, and then she disappeared, and then her body was found, I think, in an abandoned house in the Birmingham area. What's weird about all this is a 50-year-old man named Frederick Hampton is being arrested in connection to her death, but his arrest is for being charged with the abuse of a corpse after her body was found that's a very strange thing i don't know if he was one of the man one of the men in that video of her leaving but her remains were recovered earlier in january at a home in Hueytown, and that was about 13 miles away from where she was spotted the home belongs to relatives of the man that we just told you about who's being charged with abuse of a corpse so and he was in ohio when he was arrested so a a weird case that's got even weirder but it looks like she wasn't murdered she died of an overdose unfortunately another weird story to tell you about the nfl's new orleans saints say they only did quote minimal behind the scenes public relations work on the area's roman catholic sexual abuse crisis Attorneys are now suing the church, and they allege hundreds of confidential New Orleans Saints emails show the team's involvement went much deeper, helping to shape a list of credibly accused clergy that appears to be undercounted. A weird, weird thing to see an NFL team involved with a Catholic sexual abuse crisis. Court papers filed this week by lawyers for about two dozen men make sexual abuse claims against the archdiocese of new orleans and they give the most detailed description yet of the emails that have rocked the nfl team and remain shielded from the public more to come on this but one thing written in this documentation says quote the saints appear to have had a hand in determining which names should or should not have been included on the pedophile list now, again, how in the world did the Saints even get involved with this? I, I guess more of this will come out. We'll, we'll learn more. I know the Saints are a big deal there in the New Orleans area, but a weird thing to see this team owned currently by Gail Benson be in the thick of these headlines and this controversy that really is more of a non-NFL issue. Well, the city of Asheville, North Carolina, is going to be doing its best Greta Thunberg impression as this western North Carolina city has become the first in North Carolina to declare what's called a climate emergency, and they've set goals on warming greenhouse gases and renewable energy. The city council of Asheville just voted unanimously, after months of negotiation between officials and young climate activists, the council committed to what's called an equitable and just citywide mobilization to end greenhouse gas emissions—not admission emissions—by the year 2030. The council of Asheville also agreed to accomplish already existing goals, such as switching municipal operations to 100 percent renewable energy in by the in 10 years by the year 2030 again greta thunberg would be quite proud and we'll find out if Asheville is a trendsetter or are they going to be uh missing out on all the fun of having all the other fun things like gasoline and and uh plastic and everything else I'm, I'm being a little facetious here but they're on the cusp there in Asheville, and this is a rather progressive city a rather progressive part of north carolina there in Asheville, a lot of a lot of climate change uh, supporters. You'll find there in Asheville, North Carolina, obviously. All right. The Super Bowl is Sunday. And one thing that you might see in the stands are some Indian imagery for Chiefs fans. And that's been a topic that's popped up here this week as KC's in the Super Bowl for the first time in 50 years, taking on the San Francisco 49ers and with this large television audience you'll find out if the fans will go into their war chant the the chant that actually originated in florida but not in miami gardens at tallahassee's florida state and doke campbell stadium and that that great chant that the atlanta braves ended up stealing and now the kansas city chiefs use uh, uh, doing the tomahawk chalk and more chop and more in fact i heard it when the chiefs and titans played in that afc championship game and some people are offended by this and of course in the stands at the super bowl most of the fans there really aren't diehards of either team they're just there because somebody gave them a free ticket <laughs> more than likely but that that sub, subject is going to be coming up even the braves have had to make changes in the playoffs of last year after a cardinals relief pitcher ryan helsey he complained he's a member of the cherokee nation and he called a it a war chant the Braves and he called it disrespectful that they use that and to my knowledge the Braves haven't come out with any kind of change heading into the 2020 Major League Baseball season but look for the cameras to spot some of these people and see if that doesn't cause grief for somebody out there that are part of the politically correct movement and, and all that going on in sports and more a teenager in texas who didn't cut his dreadlocks is now going to get twenty thousand dollars for college and this black teenager violated his high school's address code but now he's gaining support from celebrities and more and he's getting twenty thousand for college 18 year old deandre arnold was on an episode of the ellen show this past wednesday and host ellen DeGeneres and alicia keys presented him with a check to go toward his college tuition He's a senior at Barbara Hill High School, or rather, Barbers Hill High School in Mount Value in Southeast Texas, and he was barred from school and won't be allowed to attend his graduation after the school said his hairstyle violates the school's dress code. That's a rather harsh penalty for this high school student. Last year, California became the first state to ban workplace and school discrimination against black people for wearing hairstyles such as braids, twists, and locks. And that became law. But in Texas, I, I'm, I'm a little su- surprised that this is even something a school can do. And that's what's happening there in Value, Texas. This teenager at least got 20000 to go toward college. I'm ready for this whole dreadlock and long hair trend to go away. I remember a time 15, 20 years ago, you didn't see people, at least men, wearing dreads. And you didn't see other guys, primarily white guys, with really, really long hair. And I think for the white guys that's kind of backed off a little bit. Uh I, I guess the hair bands of the eighties, yes, your hair may have gone down to shoulder length and it was rather long, but this whole movement I and mean, I guess since we got the Super Bowl, I'm I'm thinking back to whenever people like Troy Palomalo, who's not even black, he's a Pacific Islander, when he was playing for the Steelers, he was one of the first players that I can remember who had the long Sort of long hair slash dreads, whatever you want to call it, coming out of the helmet. I think it's not safe. I wouldn't want to be out there playing football and have somebody try to pull me down with my horror. So this youngster, though, in Texas with $20,000 in his pocket, congratulations on that feat. And now, as we told you at the start of the show, U-Haul has just released their story about the top growth states of 2019. And Florida is number one and other southern states are gaining on florida now this is based on something called the Grove states calculated by the net gain of one-way u-haul trucks entering a state versus leaving that state during a calendar year so more coming in than going out and according to these growth state trends from u-haul florida is at number one and they jumped up from where they were in 2018 texas is number two texas and florida swap places north carolina is the number three u-haul growth state south carolina is number four the state of washington is at five alabama is at six look at this trend for alabama in 2018 alabama was ranked 42nd in this u-haul survey and now the growth trend for u-haul Is Alabama's number six? That's quite a jump, quite a jump for the Yellowhammer State. And let's see, Tennessee's at 12, Oklahoma's right at 14 in this thing, Georgia is at 16, you've got West Virginia at 22, Arkansas at 23, Mississippi's at 25, and I'll cut it off there with the states. That's where you've got more U Haul trailers going there than coming out. Now, what about cities? We have the top 25 gross cities from U Haul. And the number one city for where U-Hauls are going versus coming out are Raleigh, North Carolina. They're in the Research Triangle. Kissimmee, Florida is at number two. And Ocala, Florida, not all that far from Kissimmee, Ocala is number three. The most common place people are taking U-Haul trailers to. Round Rock and Pflugerville, Texas check in at four. West Palm Beach is at number five. Port St. Lucie's at six. I still haven't listed one town outside of the South yet. Number seven, Bradenton and Sarasota, in Florida, are at seven. Finally, Idaho. They've got a town, lane Cordelline. Cordelline. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know my Idaho towns. That's at number eight. Manhattan, the one in New York, is at nine. Harrisburg, Pennsylvania is at 10 New bronzeville Texas is 11 and Auburn, Opelika is at 12 uh, Huntsville. The Rocket City checked in at 13 and I could keep going on, but that's where a lot of people are taking their U-hauls to and it makes a lot of sense. Some of those towns are are great, great places and I've been, been there most of those towns many, many times and can't wait to go back. Although I've not been to Corinth, Ohio, Idaho or Coeur d'Alene, Ohio or Idaho. I need to go to both if there if there's both. And it's Super Bowl weekend. I know you're excited. The big game kicks off Sunday evening, early Sunday evening. We've got more on it coming up in the second hour. But in Florida this week, if you're a lucky baby that gets popped out this week, if you're downloaded as a newborn, the Jackson Health System in the Miami area is putting kids, the little newborns, in football-themed Clothing. That's right. Newborns in their Super Bowl onesies, referee outfits, and crocheted beanie bags as the Jackson Health System partnered with the Miami Super Bowl host committee to dress newborns in three of the hospitals there in the Miami area. Just the cutest thing. Would you like to have a a Super Bowl-themed kitty there in the little thing after they come out? One of them looks like they're in a referee's outfit there in that little thing they put them in the first couple hours after they're born just the cutest thing a lot better than that pink and light blue thing that just about every kid is put into is their first outfit i'm all for a birthday suit that's what i think kids should wear uh, i'm kidding on that cuz hey we all like clothing and clothing's a good thing but in miami they got a really unique twist on the super bowl with these kids putting on this Really neat hospital dress for the newborns in Super Bowl gear. Pretty neat. And when we come back on the Y'all Show, we're going to keep sports talk coming. We've got a look at some of the college sports happenings, including the schedule for some of the top 25 college basketball games on Saturday. That's ahead on the Y'all Show.
1: Beep's coming. You know what to do.
2: Hey, I'm gonna just rip this band-aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. (laughs) How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could.
3: Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. Take advantage of Purple's Snorin' 20 sale and get free sheets and a premium sleep mask when you buy any Purple mattress. That's up to a $158 value. Claim your free premium Purple gifts today by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Data rates may apply.
1: I am doing it all the water, the fiber, the exercise, but I still have constipation with belly pain, straining, and bloating that keep coming back. My doctor said that I may have a chronic medical condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC.
4: Linzess, linaclitide, is a prescription medication that treats adults with IBS with constipation. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements individual results may vary do not give to children less than 6 and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18 it may harm them do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain especially with bloody or black stools the most common side effect is diarrhea sometimes severe if it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling talk to your doctor and learn more at Linzess.com that's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S.com or call one 800 s
0: wrapping up another week here on the show all about the south with john rawl this is the y'all show and this is our college sports spotlight where we look at all things southern and that fight song there of the number one team in college basketball right now the baylor bears we will get more on the bears what they're going to be doing on the hard court on saturday we'll have college basketball talk coming at you but right now let's start off with some college football news and some very troubling news coming out of salisbury north carolina a quarterback at nearby livingstone college ryan williams He was paralyzed after a shooting there in Salisbury on Sunday, left at least six people wounded, and this was at a restaurant. They had a party there, and a bunch of people got shot. Unfortunately, this quarterback there of the Blue Bears of Livingstone College, Ryan Williams, who's from Jacksonville, Florida, he was shot at this restaurant. And the 21-year-old taken to Winston-Salem Hospital, we certainly hope the best for him. Other teammates also were injured in this shooting, and we hope all of them get well. A statement from the school says it did not sponsor this party there in Salisbury. Three students shot were from Catawba College, and we hope all of these kids in North Carolina get well. But the North Carolina State Bureau of Investigation is assisting with the case as investigators have not determined a motive for for the shooting but we certainly wish the well the best for this quarterback of livingstone college as he's now been paralyzed after this shooting on sunday if you're not familiar with livingstone college it's a historic black hbcu in salisbury it's affiliated with the african methodist episcopal zion church and it has degrees in social work fine arts and more founded in 1879 it's got an enrollment of 1200 students and as i told you they're the Blue Bears, and they're a Division Two school there in Salisbury, North Carolina. And unfortunately, the quarterback there, we just as we said, t- he's been paralyzed after this terrible shooting there in that part of North Carolina. Wish him the best. Well, football is something that Jim McInville takes very, very seriously. Well, you would if you're born in Starkville, Mississippi, as he was back in 1951. This 68 year old businessman, you may not have heard of, but if you live in the Houston, Texas area, you know him well. You know him from his commercials, you know him from his successful business, gallery furniture. And why am I talking about a furniture owner from Houston, Texas? Well, it's because Jim McIntyre goes by the nickname Mattress Mac. (laughs) And this story, what I'm going to tell you about is more of a professional sports story, but I know he went and put some money on the Clemson-LSU football game, and I think it turned out pretty well for him. I don't know the exact amount. But let me tell you about Mattress Mac, okay? He is a legend when it comes to gambling. And a lot of you, I know you don't want to admit, but a lot of you got money riding on super bowl 54 here this weekend now mattress mac i first had i first heard about this guy and maybe you did too back during the world series when his beloved houston astros were playing the washington nationals and this guy drove over to his native mississippi from houston he went to the casinos on the mississippi gulf coast and he put a 13 million dollar bet on the houston astros winning the world series and you know what? They lost the World Series in Game 7. <laughs> and he lost $13 million. Now, he had also promised to give customers of his store, who spent more than $3,000 on certain mattresses, a full refund if the Astros won the World Series. So he didn't have to do that. However, he did lose 13 million dollars on that world series bet and he's back in the news this week as mattress mac has gone back to biloxi and placed another bet on this year's super bowl he's picking the 49ers to beat the chiefs and he's putting only 1 million dollars on this bet this weekend he also lost several million dollars on bets against the kansas city chiefs already (laughs) <laughs> and 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 so I, maybe he hasn't learned his lesson but i know he put more than a million dollars on the titans to beat the chiefs in that playoff game or in the afc championship and he lost that this guy's losing millions and millions but i think he won a, a a fair amount of money on that lsu game he he beat the spread and more i'm not a gambler so i don't know a lot of this stuff but mattress mac with a million dollars riding on this weekend's super bowl maybe your bet is not quite as much as that the question is is mattress mac going to be betting on March Madness. We're just a few weeks away from that, about six weeks before the madness really kicks off or tips off is a better term. And we know now some projectors out there like Joe Lenardi and his bracketology. He's got his projections of who all is going to make it into March Madness this year. And I'm not going to focus on who he's already got in the tournament, but who he's got as far as on the bubble, the teams that he thinks or the first four in the first four out etc etc as he's got his last four with buys at michigan texas tech purdue and oklahoma so those are the teams he expects to to be those last four of the i guess the top eight teams that don't have to have i guess the way the seating is i don't know what he's talking about there the last four in that's the real key here in college basketball. He's got the Gophers of Minnesota, the Memphis Tigers, NC State Wolfpack, and VCU. Lenardi projects to be in the NCAA tournament. The first four out, and there's bad news if you're an SEC fan because he's got two of these teams and one ACC team in the mix. The Rhode Island Rams he's got as the first four out. The Crimson Tide of Alabama, the Mississippi State Bulldogs, and the Hokies of Virginia Tech, he says, are the first four out. The next four out, According to Joe Lonardi, the Tennessee Vols, the Musketeers of Xavier, the Georgetown Hoyas, and last year's national champion, Virginia Cavaliers. So I don't know what Joe's drinking these days, but that's his projection, at least here heading into the first weekend in February. As far as the top 25 games in college basketball that will be tipping off on Saturday, the LSU Tigers will be at the PMAC taking on their rivals from Oxford as the Landsharks of Mississippi and LSU have a game that starts at 12 Eastern, 11 Central, televised on ESPN2. NC State and Louisville get together at PNC Arena in Raleigh. This is a 2 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock time tip Central on ESPN. K-State and West Virginia play in Morgantown. That's a 2 o'clock Eastern tip on ESPN2. Then you also have from the South, Texas Tech, the runner-up last year to the college basketball championship as the Red Raiders will be going to Allen Fieldhouse to take on the Kansas Jayhawks. This is an ESPN broadcast, 4 o'clock Eastern, three o'clock Lawrence time the number five Florida State Seminoles wow they've got an old Metro Conference rematch as the Knowles and the Virginia Tech Hokies will be at Castle Coliseum in Blacksburg this is going to be an ACCNX broadcast on internet only four o'clock Eastern three o'clock Central and uh, auburn and kentucky this is going to be a great matchup in sec play a top 20 matchup as uk goes to auburn arena and the number 17 auburn tigers bruce pearl await this is going to be an espn broadcast at 6 eastern 5 o'clock plains time the houston cougars rank 21 in the country uh will be at fifth third arena in Cincinnati, and the bearcats will be hosting uh this is an espn 2 broadcast at five central time and then the tulsa golden hurricane they are much improved this year but they're not ranked they'll be playing their aac neighbors wichita state ranked number 23 in the land the shockers come down to reynolds center and this is a game set for six eastern five o'clock tulsa time living on tulsa time that game broadcast on what uh, network is that on espnu is where that Will be broadcast. The Blue Devils of Duke will be at Syracuse on Saturday evening, and that is a look at your ACC, SEC, Big 12, AAC, and more basketball schedule for Saturday. Saturday, February 1st. Can you believe it? When we come back on the Y'all Show, you better believe that Matt Herman's is going to be back on with us again as we'll have ICYMI in case y'all missed it, and he's going to be talking about pimento cheese and super bowl 54 man can't wait to hear that that's coming up on the y'all show
1: i am doing all the right things drinking plenty of water eating right and exercising but month after month my constipation with belly pain straining and bloating keep coming back
4: irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or ibsc affects 13 million americans Linzess, is a prescription medication that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor and learn more at Linzess.com. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S dot or call 1-800-LINZESS.
0: Super Bowl 54 is Sunday evening and as you get ready for the big game you also have to get ready from a menu standpoint especially if you're putting on a big Super Bowl party well on Tuesdays we have Matt Herman's the barbecue barrister drop by for a report and the Super Bowl was on his mind this week when he stopped by and told us about a delicious option that he's going to be working on here for Super Bowl 54 it's pimento cheese poppers and we are going to have to go hear what the heck this is. It sounds like a great thing for Super Bowl Sunday. Here's our barbecue barrister, part of his Tuesday interview here on the Y'all Show.
5: I think everybody knows or has heard of jalapeno uh, poppers. Now, that has a few kind of different definitions, right? You can go to the grocery store and you can pick out these frozen items, which are kind of like a half of a... Uh, kind of a gutted out jalapeno that has some type of questionable cheddar cheese mixture that's very tasty uh, i'm not sure what the ingredients are but then it's wrapped in a um kind of a batter or a uh, crust of some sort that you'd warm up or i guess you can put it in the deep fryer that's one definition and then uh, in my neck of the woods and i think a lot of other folks too uh you put cream cheese into your own jalapeno and you wrap it in bacon you stick it in the oven you can put it on the grill. I can put it in the smoker the way I like to do it. I like to add a little smoke to it. It's delicious. But it's basically a jalapeno, uh, cream cheese, and uh, bacon wrapped around it. I think a lot of folks have probably done that. and I think those are kind of called poppers too. Well, I have taken it up a notch and super southern fried it myself, if you want to uh, use that word. Uh, I have added uh, pimento cheese to the jalapeno. Instead of cream cheese, wrapped it with bacon and done it that way. And I will tell you, um, it is, it's better. It's fantastic. Really? It's wonderful. It is. And it's gotta be, it's gotta be good pimento cheese. I know people out there, if you've never, you know, it, good pimento cheese is not, not watery. It is not, uh, not the stuff you find in a plastic tub that will run out like a liquid. That is, I don't know what that stuff is, but don't, don't even mess with that. You know, good pimento cheese is is cheese and mayonnaise and some other ingredients, spices and seasonings. Uh, pimentos, of course, you mix together, and it's very it's firm. Right? You can kind of wad it up into a almost like an ice cream cone type deal. It's that texture. So you got to have good pimento cheese, real pimento cheese, and uh, fill that uh, uh, fill that jalapeno up with pimento cheese just like you would the cream cheese. I know a lot of folks have done this, and then wrap it in the bacon. Uh, it'll change your, it'll change your whole outlook. I started doing this about a year ago. I figured I love finna cheese. I love the jalapeno popper and uh, why the heck not combine it? Sometimes you put those things together and they fight, uh, but these get along real well. And, uh, so I encourage everybody to give that a shot if you want to fire up the grill and putting sm- some smoke on it, some charcoal on it. Even better, even better. You can glaze it with a little bit of sweet barbecue sauce afterwards and you got yourself something that'll, uh, you know, win or lose whatever team you're supporting you're going to win that uh win the appetizer round put it that way
0: well that sounds delicious now you talk about pimento cheese what color pimento are you talking about here because that's one thing a lot of people here in the south have real issues with
5: are you talking about oh you're talking about the color of the little pepper thing itself well is it more of a
0: yellow or whitish looking pimento (laughs)
5: <laughs> well, I was, I'm was. i going to throw everybody out. should be red. The whole ah. menace should be red. Okay. Now, as far as the cheese itself, you know, um, some people use all cheddar, right? I think the sharper the cheddar, the better. You want that tangy pop. You don't want a mild or a medium. You want sharp or extra sharp. But I like to mix two kinds of cheddar. So I like to mix... Uh, I think cheddar's a way to go for sure. You want that taste. But I like white cheddar too. So I like to mix up uh, regular, the yellow cheddar cheese. And I like to mix up the extra sharp white cheddar half and half when you mix your cheese together. So, you know, you got a colorful deal. You got, uh, you got the white mayo, you got the white cheese, you got the yellow cheddar and you got the red pimentos. You got a, you got a good looking little, a good looking little uh, appetizer there for sure
0: our barbecue barrister Matt Herman's with some delicious tips and some great ideas as well for Super Bowl 54. Well, that wraps up this first hour. We've got halftime here on the Y'all Show Super Bowl edition. In the third quarter of today's Y'all Show when we kick off the second hour, we're going to have a spotlight on the Super Bowl theme song, I call it. It's the Lombardi Trophy Super Bowl theme and composer David Robidoux. he wrote this song and we're going to give a special trip let you learn more about this composer and just play this awesome song that will get you in the mood for super bowl 54 that plus hashtag huddle Blue plus movie talk and all that's going on in the sports world this weekend is coming up on the y'all show
1: keeps coming you know what
6: to do
2: Hey, I'm gonna just rip this band-aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. (laughs) How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool, not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever
3: could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. Take advantage of Purple's Snorin' 20 sale and get free sheets and a premium sleep mask when you buy any Purple mattress. That's up to a $158 value. Claim your free premium Purple gifts today by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Data rates may apply.
1: I am doing it all the water, the fiber, the exercise, but I still have constipation with belly pain, straining and bloating that keep coming back. My doctor said that I may have a chronic medical condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBS-C.
4: Linzess, linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats adults with IBS with constipation. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor and learn more at Linzess.com. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S.com Or call 1-800-LINZESS. Hi, I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. filling in for Smokey, cause after 75 years of...
3: Only you can prevent wildfires.
4: Turns out there's much more to say. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. Dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees. Whether coniferous or new car scented. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council.
0: the kansas city chiefs and the san francisco 49ers and super bowl 54 we've got a lot to say about that here on the y'all show but we start this hour out with a little party crack.
6: she I couldn't keep from crying when she told me goodbye well i knew the lord it was breaking her heart that she was breaking mine so for the sake of her feelings and the sake of my pride I told her not to worry about me So I'm sitting here soaking up the neon lights Misery, looking for some company And tonight I'm looking for a party crowd Slamming the back and laughing out loud with the smoke's so thick the blues can't hang With the two fights are jumping like I just don't care if they're dancing over here or fighting over there, I'm making the rounds looking for a party crowd It'll dawn on, on me tomorrow Wherever I wake up I'll look back and try to recall Just where the heck's my truck so take my keys and lock them up tight. And let the good times flow. I worry about tomorrow when it comes to light. The night's still young. And I'm on the road tonight. I'm looking for a party cry. Slamming them back. And laughing out loud with the smoke so thick. When blues can't hang around. With the two fabs jumping like it just don't care if they're dancing over here. I'm fighting over there, I'm making the rounds, looking for a party.
0: Yes, and tonight I'm looking for a party crowd Slamming them back and laughing out loud Where the smoke's so thick the blues can't hang around It's Super Bowl Sunday coming up, everybody, party! Just don't care if they dancing over here Or fighting over there, I'm making the rounds Looking for a party crowd Troops! nighters let me hear y'all for a party crowd slamming them back and laughing out loud where the smoke's so thick the blues can't hang around the super bowl is coming this song here ought to get you in the right mood oh man david lee murphy i don't know if he's a chiefs or Niners fan he better be a Titans fan since he's lived in the Nashville area most of his professional career but that song taking you back to the mid-90s a big big one for mca records artist david lee murphy this is the y'all show with john rawl and we're here for the second half of today's end of the week edition and we appreciate y'all tuning us in on wonderful radio stations across the south and all of you get us in podcast form want to say a a very special thank you for that and those of you also who watch our show in our y'all show TV option. We appreciate that. Find that at y'all.com by the way. Super Bowl 54 takes place Sunday evening from Miami Gardens, Florida, between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. And we're here on the Y'all show today to get you just in the right mood. We we did it a little bit in the previous hour. Matt hermans was on talking about his special concoction that he's going to be having for Super Bowl 54, a little pimento cheese. And I appreciate the follow that we got this week on our Instagram page for the Y'all Show at Y'all Show from Palmetto Cheese. That's a company that makes pimento cheese, and it's in grocery stores around the region. In fact, they were on the Today Show, I think just the other day, with Coda Hotby, former Mississippi resident, and maybe uh, Laura Bush. Is that her name? The daughter, one of the daughters is on there. So I don't watch the Today Show. I don't watch any of those morning shows. It's I, I, I don't need the fluff that they have. We, we don't need any more fluff. That's why we started the Y'all Show. This is, no, this is a fluff-free show. We've got great information. We've got stuff that you're going to just benefit from. In fact, let me go ahead and tease you. Coming up here in the next segment in our hashtag, I believe, we're going to talk about flowers and trees blooming. I know you're excited about that. That's not fluff. And we're also going to talk about food, food that's puerto rican slash southern that's a heck of a combination and then but to top it all off in hashtag unbelief, we're going to talk a little art we've got two southern artists that are octogenarians but they're both from the south and they've got wonderful work and we're going to spotlight those two all that coming up in the next segment but right now let's get a little artistic here from a songwriting and composition standpoint the super bowl it had, this will be number 54 this year. That first Super Bowl, of course, out in L.A. Between the Chiefs and the Packers, Super Bowl won. And originally, it wasn't even called the Super Bowl. It was the professional football championship between the AFL and the NFL at that time. But for the last 50-plus years, it's the Super Bowl. And the great team that emerges victorious gets a really shiny trophy called... The Lombardi Trophy. And here on today's Y'all Show, we're going to give a little twist to that Lombardi Trophy. We're going to tell you about more about the trophy, yes, but we're also going to let you know about the song that accompanies the winner when they walk down the little, <laughs> it's a little bit of a chaotic path on the field after just after the team, the, the buzzer sounds, the game's over, and the players line up. And former NFL, it's been like this for a while, former NFL players will march that trophy to the stage, and they'll go about 15 yards, and another player will grab it and march it. And all the while, the current team that just won the Super Bowl, they reach out, touch it, they kiss it. It's it's really neat. And some of these fellows are 30-year-old NFL veterans, and they look like teenagers or even younger winning their first little league trophy it it's pretty neat it's a great great moment in sports when the vince lombardi trophy is presented we've got to tell you we're going to play the song that you hear when the players advance with that trophy in just a handful of seconds but first let me tell you about the vince lombardi trophy not the coach the great packers coach but the trophy itself as during a lunch back in 1966 Tiffany and Company, oh yes, ladies, you know all about Tiffany, right? The vice president made a sketch on a cocktail napkin of what would become the Vince Lombardi Trophy. The original trophy was produced by Tiffany in Newark, Newark New Jersey. Others have been handcrafted in another town in New Jersey. In 2017, the trophy is produced at the Tiffany and Company Forest Hills Manufacturing Facility in Rhode Island. The trophy was first awarded to the Green Bay Packers after they defeated the Chiefs in Super Bowl win back in 1967. And some dimensions of this thing, like I said, it's made by Tiffany, so that ought to make you excited if you're a football lover or not. The Vince Lombardi Trophy stands at 22 inches, and it is seven pounds in weight. It depicts a football in a kicking position on a three-concave-sided stand, and it's entirely made of sterling silver the words vince lombardi trophy along with the roman numerals of that year's super bowl engraved on it and it's again presented right there in the just a, the handful of seconds after a team wins the super bowl it's really really neat last year as i said you have former players Who advanced the trophy on during the presentation? And you had Vince Wolfork, who was a Patriots nose tackle and helped win a Super Bowl, at least one for the Pats. He was part of the presentation. Emmett Smith, the Dallas Cowboy great, was part of the presentation. I think it was the 25th anniversary of the Cowboys, I think, winning their last Super Bowl last year. And then the great Joe Namath, he presented it to the actual coach and ownership of the patriots just after the pats won super bowl 53 as it was the 50th anniversary of joe namus promise a guarantee that the new york jets were going to beat the colts i think is who they played there in that super bowl back in the in the 60s so that's a little bit about the trophy of course named after vince lombardi the coaching legend who passed away back in 1970 a guy that got his start in the college ranks And then moved on. He was actually an assistant coach at West Point for several years before he went on to be an offensive coordinator for the New York football Giants. And then the head coach of the Green Bay Packers from 59 to 67. And oddly enough, he was the head coach of the Washington Redskins for one year in 1969. Vince Lombardi, head coach in Washington. But yeah, after he passed away, a lot of people, when they hear that name Lombardi, if they're not thinking about the coach, they're thinking about that trophy but they ought to be thinking about that song and here on today's y'all show we're going to play the song that you hear in that first couple of seconds after our team gets the big win there on the field and this song written by a guy named David Robidoux now he's a native of Pennsylvania has been involved in the creation of music for more than 29 years as he's been a composer and a music director for NFL films based out of Philadelphia, by the way. And some of the credits he's got to his, his, his resume, HBO's Hard Knocks, Fox's Road to the Super Bowl, the HBO series Lombardi. He also composed the Thursday night football theme for the NFL Network. He's also, a lot of these are football in, in, in nature. 30 for 30 theme that you hear on ESPN, he composed that. He also came up with Rush Zone Guardians Unleashed on the Nickelodeon channel and Football America theme on TNT. He's worked with the NFL, NASCAR, Major League Baseball, and more. He's a 15-time Emmy Award winner. He's been nominated more than 40 times and a three-time International Monitor Award winner, a BMI Award winner, and a multiple Telly and Aurora Award winner is david Robidoux, the composer of so much stuff involving the nfl but specifically here the guy that wrote this song that you're going to hear and and now that i'm telling you about it if you've not heard the super bowl theme that he penned make sure you at least stay awake until about 10:30 t- eastern 9:30 central when the teams walk through there and and they get that Lombardi trophy on the field and and it's just a, a magical time there and it will be in Miami Gardens on Sunday evening David Robado's Lombardi Trophy Super Bowl theme it's got what we call here in the music business an overture leading up to the the real the real the good stuff that you're going to hear so here's a little bit of the overture that you're hearing now and then we're going to segue from that to the actual lombardi trophy super bowl theme enjoy this as we get ready for super bowl 54 chiefs and 49ers Super Bowl 54 Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers kicks off from Miami Gardens at 630 Eastern, 530 Central Time Sunday evening, televised on the Fox Network from Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens, Florida. And you'll be hearing that song right there, the Super Bowl Lombardi theme played in the seconds just after either the 49ers or Chiefs are smiling and the confetti is coming out of the ceiling. It'll be, uh, that'll be hard to do at Hard Rock Stadium since it's not a dome, but I bet you there'll be confetti somewhere and it'll be a joyous time. And those players will look like they just won their little league trophy when they get a chance to see and touch and kiss even the Lombardi trophy and that song playing over the loudspeakers at Hard Rock Stadium. This is the Y'all Show. We hope you are going to have your own Super Bowl frenzy come Sunday evening and uh, go download that song and give david Robidoux a a big old shout and say hey we heard your song played on the y'all show and man you're doing good there david when we come back on the y'all show we've got hashtag Hullabaloo. we're going to be talking about blooming flowers and garden plants and more <laughs> and then we're going to talk about some puerto rican slash southern food and Two great artists that are being honored at an art gallery right now in South Carolina. We'll let you know who they are. That plus more as the Y'all Show continues. Beep's coming. You know what to do.
2: Hey, I'm gonna just rip this band-aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. (laughs) How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool, not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping?" Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could.
3: Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. Take advantage of Purple's Snorin' 20 sale and get free sheets and a premium sleep mask when you buy any Purple mattress. That's up to a $158 value. Claim your free premium Purple gifts today by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Data rates may apply.
1: I am doing it all the water, the fiber, the exercise, but I still have constipation with belly pain, straining, and bloating that keep coming back. My doctor said that I may have a chronic medical condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC.
4: Linzess, linaclitide, is a prescription medication that treats adults with IBS with constipation. Talk to your doctor and learn more at Linzess.com. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S dot Or call 1-800-LINZESS.
0: Cuddle blue is back with us on this end of the week edition of the show that covers the South like the Dew covers Minnesota. <laughs> now, you know the old phrase, Dew covers dicks. Uh, yes. This is the show that we do talk about so much stuff here news, sports, politics, cooking, entertainment news, music news, Super Bowl talk, and more. I'm John Rawl. Glad to have you back. You can connect to us at show at y'all.com is our email address our telephone number to text or call and leave us a message or catch us here 803-816-1170 just can't wait to hear from all y'all all right magnolia experiences llc is on twitter and they have got a travel blog that showcases the breathtaking beauty of the south and beyond based in saint louis missouri so I guess I guess their definition of the South to go out and capture this showcase of the breathtaking beauty of the South is to get away from St. Louis because I don't consider that the real South. It's it's an honorary Southern town because it is technically a Southern state, Missouri. That would be, but uh, Missouri is not Alabama or Mississippi. I know, but there are parts of or Missouri that uh, you wouldn't know the difference. But St. Louis, yeah, you're you're right there in no man's land between the north and south okay well giving magnolia enterprises llc a little bit of credit here's what they put this week on twitter one of the many things i love about the south flowers in january and that caught my attention yes we're at the end of january but are things already blooming as they did put the hashtag on their tweet hashtag natchez not Natchez, (laughs) but natchez mississippi n-a-t-c-h-e-z lovely place on the mississippi an hour upstream from baton rouge about 45 minutes downstream from vicksburg looks out over louisiana a very historic town natchez mississippi if you're in nashville you want to go to natchez pretty simple just get on something called the natchez trace and head south for about 10 hours and you'll end up in natchez in adams county mississippi but this tweet from magnolia experiences has got me wondering are things already blooming in natchez mississippi well we did a little research here and our horticulturalists have helped us out on this we found an article that's at myperfectplants.com the top five early spring flowering trees Okay. And a few of these I'm going to mention, it might mean something to you. You might have them. But among the favorite early spring blooming trees, the Japanese magnolia, like the Anne or Jane variety, I guess. Another tree that might bloom before everything else out there, the eastern redbud, a flowering dogwood, both the white and pink variety. And those seem to be, in my neck of the south, the ones that I see the most you also have the taiwan cherry tree and a wild plum tree often blooming before others as the japanese magnolias are among the first bloomers of the flowering trees three important types of early blooming japanese magnolias are the star magnolias and their cultivars the saucer magnolias and their cultivars and the lily magnolias and their cultivars man we getting a lesson in, in plant life today. we here with y'all show. By the way, I better look this up and not mess this up. Cultivar, in case you're wondering, a plant variety that has been produced in cultivation by selective breeding. Cultivars are usually designated in the style Texas Bacata. Okay, don't know what that means. Didn't learn that back in journalism school. Cultivar, there you have it that's our word of the day here on the y'all show but the point is here in the south we're about to if not already start having some of these early flowering trees do their magic and this is it's a great thing i know i play a little game with myself and that game is i'm on the lookout for that first sign of spring and that first sign of spring is when i see that first tree or flower but usually it's a tree and usually it's one of these these trees i just mentioned often the dogwood tree the usually the white ones that are the ones i see first and it's somewhere pretty close i mean either mid-february late february early march but usually sometime in february is when i see these trees and i travel a lot of the south i i find myself in areas that Maybe it might be one of these other varieties like a Japanese magnolia more likely to bloom in that portion of Dixie or that eastern redbud, perhaps could be that. But usually it's a bright sunny day and I look up and I see that and I get so excited because I don't know about y'all. I'm not a big fan of cold weather. If I were a big fan of cold weather, I would not live in the south. I would be in that other area, in enemy. Territory. I live in the South for a couple reasons. Number one, it's a great place to be. Number two, it's home. I've never lived outside of the South. I'm sure a lot of you have just checked off both of the things that I just said. You like it here and you were born here. You don't know the difference. So those are two reasons I live in the South. The third reason is the weather, and that's why a lot of people want to come to the South. Now, we've got some scary things that happen here. Tornadoes, hurricanes. But at least it's not five degrees outside right now in most of the south. And we know that pretty soon it's going to be 70, 80. Then most of the south is going to get a little bit uh, uncomfortable come May, June, July, August with the, the heat. But I can deal with the heat. You know it's coming. There hardly is anything that gets canceled because of the heat in the south at least. If you play sports, you just keep trucking along in those summertime months. Yes, you might adjust your schedule a little bit, but you play baseball games when it's 100 degrees outside and football teams are out practicing come late July, August, and the heat's part of it. I like it because I don't have to worry about washing as many clothes <laughs> in the summertime and in the spring i can wear a pair of shorts two or three days wash them get another pair i can go by with a t-shirt i don't have to have all these darn layers that's the problem with the winter time in the south and the cold weather so those are my reasons i'm sure there's more reasons i'd like to know why you live in the south if they're beyond the couple of reasons i just gave again our number 803-816-1170 write me up a little a little poem about how great the south is if you if you'd like or text us at that number 803-816-1170 or if you really just want to email us y'all show at y'all.com is the way to do that but this article here and myperfectplants.com helping us understand that there's these varieties that are likely to be popping up real soon and i don't know about you but i just cannot wait for that to happen now let's move from discussion about flowering trees to puerto rico by the way puerto rico our great territory has really had a rough go of it the last couple years from multiple hurricanes to earthquakes they just had those and it's just been a rough go of it for puerto rico and we need to help them out our government's helping them out of course they're american citizens some of you listening to us might be Puerto Rican. Heck, you might be listening to us in Puerto Rico. And all I can say about that is Ola, y'all. As they have Spanish and English, Spanish officially there, and rightfully so. It was a, a territory of Spain prior to being ceded to the United States after the Spanish-American War of the late 1800s. But Puerto Ricans oftentimes find themselves away from the island and living on the mainland and oftentimes in Florida, but they're in other states, and it's a pretty neat deal. Their, their home area is Puerto Rico, but they come to live in the, the lower 48, if you will, and they come here because of the opportunity. They've got family members. They're American citizens. They can actually vote when they live here. They can't vote for the president, at least when they're on the island of Puerto Rico. So that's part of the trans the the transient nature of Puerto Ricans. Now I gotta make sure I I spell this right or pronounce this right boricua and I gotta pull up my little cheat sheet here. My cheat sheet by the way is good old Google. And if Google messes this up, blame it on Google, not me. I'm gonna play this, let you hear what Google how they pronounce this word b-o-r-i-c-u-a a A puerto rican especially one living in the united states it's an informal word so i don't want to say it incorrectly let me have mr google mrs google or in this gender neutral world we live in it we'll have it say this word how to perfectly pronounce b-o-r-i-c-u-a here we go okay well i've got silent on that that doesn't help try it again Uh, uh, Why is that not coming out loud? Uh, Let's try this. Okay. Mr. Google, you're not helping out here today. Bariqua is what it sounds like. Bariqua. Okay. Bariqua is the pronunciation of a Puerto Rican, especially one living in the United States. So, hello to all y'all Bariquans here in the South. Well, Bariqua's... Bariqua Soul N C is on on Instagram. They serve empanadas and more and all kinds of Latino flavored food. They're based out of Durham. They got a restaurant there on Blackwell Street. Bariquas and the, again, this bariqua the term a Puerto Rican, especially one that lives in the U.S. An informal term. So don't put it in some kind of legal document. I think that would be. Uh, a little bit uh, not good for you. Bariquas, Bariquas Soul NC, the, the Instagram account. They got a Twitter account, too. They wrote on Twitter this week and on Instagram, The last weekend, I had the honor to speak at the North Carolina Museum of History about our journey and motivations for blending the taste of Puerto Rico and the South. And that got me intrigued by Bariquans. I mean... This place in Durham, North Carolina, what 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 do they got going there with their restaurant, with their business? They serve Puerto Rican inspired soul food to feed the soul, according to their website. That website Bariqua's Bariqua Soul N C. B O R I C U A S O U L N C dot com. Great website. Go check it out. You'll learn something. Maybe you'll be inspired as they hope to have Puerto Rican inspired soul food to feed the soul. They write there, our menu features classics from both cuisines like empanadas, tostanis, pernil collard greens, mac and cheese, barbecue, and more. We also fuse aspects of both cuisines to construct something new and exciting things like chopped barbecue filled empanadas and griddle fried cornbread filled with Puerto Rican and Caribbean inspired meats and vegetables. So on their menu there, again, at Barriqua Soul NC, empanadas. They serve them up in beef. They also have them, green beans and queso, mojo chicken, curry, vegetable empanadas. Then they offer these bowls that sound yummy, things like perennial mac. And also they've got a side bowl where you choose all kinds of different sides, like a slow roasted pork shoulder or Puerto Rican season styled uh, the pernil that i was telling you about that's all for there then they have all these sides that look yummy too rice and pigeon peas collard greens mac and cheese something called maduros which is fried sweet plantains tostani's flattened savory plantain chips seasoned with garlic vinegar and salt and beer battered fries all this again you can go to the website Bariquasol barriquas, and learn about this Puerto Rican-inspired soul food to feed the soul. Puerto Rico, I've never had Puerto Rican food, but it sounds yummy, and it should be yummy. Remember, Puerto Rico, where it's located on the map, they've got all that Caribbean influence, so they ought to be able to have really good fruits as part of their menu items, okay? They got that working for them, the climate. The really neat thing they got working for them is the diversity of the populace okay as a lot of blacks were brought to puerto rico as slaves by the spaniards so they brought their african heritage with them that's why you see things like collards served up in puerto rico they got the african influence the spanish influence then they got all this american influence over the last century and more and you'll see the things like i I told you there the the macaroni and cheese and things like that i guess that's an american invention (laughs) And the blend of all these cultures should make Puerto Rican food pretty good. I've not seen a Puerto Rican restaurant, at least in my portions of the South. But if I'm traveling and I see one, it, it, it'll it make me want to stop. It's different. It sounds like a great option. And again, if you're ever in Durham, maybe you're going to go see the good folks over at Duke University. Take some time to stop by this place on Blackwell Street, Bariqua, Soul. North Carolina on the website, the Bariquas Soul NC.com is where you'll find it. And that is our Puerto Rican inspired food segment today on the Y'all Show. Now, moving on, moving on, moving along, let's talk a little art in South Carolina. As we found this week, a tweet from Edward Rice Art, at Edward Rice Art, a contemporary Southern artist. And he wrote on Twitter, hampton three gallery owner sandy rupp and the studio assisting joe clark and shooting footage for his upcoming short film the film will feature the life and work of leo twiggs philip marsberger and myself details announced soon so they're working on this artwork there at this museum and this is the hampton three art gallery. It's kind of a museum it's more of an art gallery And that's in Taylor, South Carolina, in the South Carolina upstate, just outside of Greenville. This is located at uh, 3110 Wade Hampton Boulevard in Taylor's. That's where you'll find the Hampton, the Roman numeral three, the Hampton three gallery and owner Sandy Rupp. And as this tweet said, two artists have their work featured right now at the Hampton three gallery. And I'm going to tell you about two of them. Leo Twiggs. And the other one, Philip Morrisberger. First off, Leo Twiggs, he is a South Carolinian. And both of these gentlemen are in their late 80s, but they're both alive. That's great news. Twiggs, born in St. Stephen, South Carolina, in 1934. And he is a painter. He developed the fine art department at Orangeburg's SC State, South Carolina State, the historically black college, the public university, HBCU, in South Carolina. And he taught. At the Fine Art Department at SC State from 1973 to 1998. And he actually got his Master of Arts degree from NYU. And in 1970, he became the first black student to receive a Doctorate of Arts from the University of Georgia, Leo Twiggs, Dr. Twiggs. And he has presented over 51 man shows during his career. His paintings are done in a variation of the batik process, which he began experimenting with back in 1964. Now, what is the batik process? This process of painting allows him to create the illusion of subtle textures. Batik is an Indonesian technique of wax-resist dyeing applied to whole cloth. The technique originated from Java, Indonesia. Batik is made either by drawing dots and lines of the resist with a sprouted tool. I have no idea what exactly they're talking about there. I'm not an artist. I'm just a just a talk show guy. But that is the unique and beautiful style of artist Leo Twiggs, the South Carolinian, and what he's got on display there in Taylor's at the Hampton Three Gallery. Also featured there is the artwork of Philip morsberger, who was born in Baltimore, Maryland in nineteen thirty three. And he got his BFA from Carnegie Carnegie Institute of Technology and then also went on to Oxford in England, where he studied at the University of Oxford and got his MFA. And he came back to the US in nineteen eighty four and has been working on all kind of projects. He currently lives in the state of Georgia. morsberger's work has run him as a figurative to abstract expressionism and he's been able to have all kinds of really creative artwork out there as he's merged images and is all all kinds of just really unique things that's why if you're an artist you got to be different morseberger says about himself i start a painting by shoving colors around and have no idea what might emerge and eventually like a normal person looks at clouds and may say ah i see a figure running i see an elephant those the words of philip Morrisburger, artist and again mr Morrisburger, who's alive he's now almost 88 years old he and his fellow artists from the south leo twigs their artwork on display at the hampton three gallery in taylor's south carolina just outside of greenville and check it out there and that is our hashtag huddle blue what a unique hashtag Hullabaloo day uh, what a what a unique double h hashtag Halllulu talking about puerto Rican food artwork and of course we got it all started talking a little blooming trees go be safe going down that highway but be on the lookout on the side of the road for one of those one of those blooming trees you might find a, a cherry tree or a dogwood blooming really soon so be be on and and put a smile on your face when you see one because maybe you'll think of this show and that's always a a thing that'll put a smile on your face we've got one more segment left here on the y'all show and that is our look at the movies that are hitting theaters this weekend we'll also give you another reminder about the super bowl and what else is going on in some of the professional sports of the world golf a tennis update all that's coming up as we wrap up today's y'all show
1: Keeps coming. You know what to do.
2: Hey, I'm going to just rip this band aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool, not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping?" Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could.
3: Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. Take advantage of Purple's Snorin' 20 sale and get free sheets and a premium sleep mask when you buy any Purple mattress. That's up to a $158 value. Claim your free premium Purple gifts today by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Data rates may apply.
0: final segment of this the show all about dixie john rawl here and our streaming apps if you want to catch the podcast form of this show that's just so easy and so cool to do that and if you get distracted if somebody comes in and asks a favor of you and you have to stop listening to our show you can just go back to it any old time you feel like it or maybe you just want to hear the show in its entirety and you don't want anybody distracting you either way We welcome that. Hey, the streaming apps that you can find our show are on Apple Podcasts, that purple icon on your smartphone or on your iPad. That is the way you can just go in there and search for Y'all Show, and we're right there. You can also get us on the iHeartRadio app and the TuneIn app, all free of charge. Great ways for you to tote the Y'all Show with you. And more important, you can toted along and then you can go tell tell and tote you can go tell your buddies your gal pals what a cool show this is and they need to be on the y'all prayer list and and add the y'all show as part of their life too that would be a very good ecumenical thing for all of us to do is spread the word about the south oh by the way make sure since it's super bowl sunday if we've got time to talk about the super bowl let me also and i need to do this myself we need to make some time for the Lord on Sunday. If we're going to be going to a Super Bowl party, we at least need to spend a little time praising the Lord, going to a church, going to synagogue, going to your temple, however you worship. We want you to do that on Super Bowl Sunday. If, if no if no other reason than the Y'all Show told you, see, we we try to make y'all good people, good folks here on the Y'all Show. Hey, maybe you've also got time this weekend to maybe mix in a little movie. Maybe the movie might be a better two or three hours spent than going to see a super bowl for example this weekend opening in theaters this weekend gretel and hansel that's out that stars sophia liz and also jessica de grau and this is a long time ago in a distant fairy tale countryside a young girl leads her little brother into a dark wood in desperate search of food and drink only to stumble upon a nexus of terrifying evil Gretel and Hansel, not Hansel and Gretel. This is Gretel and Hansel, and it's a kind of a horror movie. Maybe you might want to skip that here this weekend. The rhythm section is new this weekend. It's got Blake Lively, Jude Law, and more. A young woman seeks revenge against those who orchestrated a plane crash that killed her family. An action drama, the rhythm section, out this weekend. The assistant is also available, and Julia Garner also mackenzie lee are among the stars in this movie a searing look at a day in the life of an assistant to a powerful executive as jane played by julia garner follows her daily routine she grows increasingly aware of the insidious abuse that threatens every aspect of her position i think this is a movie born out of the me too movement and that's out this weekend the traitor is out and that stars it's a foreign language film i think the real life of Tommaso Buscari, the so-called boss of the two worlds, first mafia informant in in Sicily's 1980s. Okay. So, again, this is coming to us from the nation of Italy, it looks like. And then the other one that's out this weekend, Incitement. This is a thriller, another foreign language film, detailing the years leading to the assassination of Israel's prime minister, Yitzhak Rabin, who was gunned down in 1995 and this is a movie that's actually filmed from the point of view of The Assassin, Incitement, available in some theaters here this weekend. That's what's going on at the box office. Now, to the professional ranks of sports we go, and this guy's got a lot of lives. If he were a cat, he'd be a great cat on the baseball diamond. Dusty Baker, we know that he's managed the Cincinnati Reds in the past, I think the Giants, and maybe the Cubs, He just got hired as the new manager of the Houston Astros. It was announced this week. The deal is for one year and includes a team option for the 2021 season. Dusty Baker, the newest manager of the Houston Astros, a belittled team after the controversy of stealing signs. The 70-year-old Baker becomes the oldest manager in the major leagues. He last managed the Nationals in 2017, and he ranks 15th in career wins. And he guided the San Francisco Giants to the NL pennant back in 2002. He's a three-time National League Manager of the Year. And he's back on the scene in the dugout now leading the Houston Astros. And, hey, if, if he can do in Houston, what Houston already was on the rise. They're not quite like the Nationals were when he got to, to D.C. But, man, he was the Nationals manager just three years ago. And then they win the World Series just two years later. That's quite a... A record there and i'm sure he had something to do with that success some folks looking for success on the golf course this weekend and this is that crazy tournament going on in phoenix the waste management phoenix open from tpc scottsdale that's going on that's the tournament where i think it's the 17th hole they have the huge stands there and thousands and thousands of screaming fans are there and the players have fun they run up to the green it's it's really a a great little tournament taking place on the pga tour this weekend and defending champ ricky fowler is out there playing and more and and that goes on on the pga tour this weekend some news from the lpga tour they ended up having to cancel a march event in china due to the coronavirus outbreak that's going on is the blue bay uh, the blue bay lpga held on china's hanan island canceled due to concerns over this virus outbreak and that scheduled for march 5th through 8th is now out and it looks like it's going to be moved to another location the tournament or the location it had a 2.1 million dollar purse That on the LPGA Tour. Now, where are the lpga Where are they now? They actually are not playing this weekend. They got an Australian tournament next weekend. LPGA, they won't be back in the South until May 14th through the 17th. It's the Pelican Women's Championship in Bel-Air, Florida with a $1.7 million purse there. Then they go to Williamsburg, Virginia for the Pure Silk Championship May 21st through the 24th of May And then they kind of come back and forth in the south the rest of the tour. But up until May, they're going to be mostly away from the U.S. Actually, they'll be over in various countries in the Asia Pacific Rim. And then they'll be out west in California and places like that for a little while before they get back to the south in May. Now, the tennis players of the world have found themselves in Australia the last couple of days as the Australian Open is going on. And we had a little bit of an upset on the women's side of things, as the, Aust- uh, the I think she's from Belgium, Halep, she was defeated by Spaniard tennis player McGurza, and now Magurza moves on to face Sofia Kennan. Sofia Kennan, born in Moscow, in Russia, and then she came to live in Florida. She currently resides in Pembroke Pines, Florida. She's 21 years old, has a very fierce right-handed swing, and has a two-handed backhand, and she's playing for her first major as she has not done all that great. I think she's been cut in every major that she's played in, but look for her to be a person out there playing here in the championship. That's going to be early on Saturday, 3:30 Eastern, 2:30 Central. You can tune in and see this American, although born in Russia, vying for her first major in the Australian Open. And on the men's side, a little bit of upset on the men's side of the bracket too, in the semifinals, one of the great tennis players of today, Roger Federer, was defeated by Nokon Djokovic, and Djokovic advances to play in that that championship for the men's side will be on Sunday early in the morning, 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central. And that will put a tennis slam and a Super Bowl slam on today's Y'all Show. Reminder, Super Bowl is going to be kicking off around 5.30, depending on where you are, 5.30, 30 in that time frame. Have a great Super Bowl weekend. Enjoy your Sunday of fun. Enjoy your whole weekend. We'll be right back here on Monday with an all-new show that's all about the South. John Rawls signing off from Dixie with Love is going to get us out of here.